What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode number uh, 103. My name is Josh Toll. I'm joined by my good friend Brett Roberts, wearing his Haptic Intel merch swag on himself on the back of the chair. Yeah, I got my, my bomber jacket right here. Yeah, the nice-ass bomber jacket. I have yep. my shirt. I have my hat. And we're back. We've been on a hiatus for a couple of weeks. Um, and I guess we should start with explaining that. Yes? Tell the class where we've been. Well, you've been nowhere. Uh, I've, I've been, uh, I was in outer space. Just say that. That's right. Uh, I've been in, was in rehearsals and production for a show that I'm currently in a live show. And it was eating up every single free moment that I had. So we're now open and I have ironically more free time because we don't have rehearsals anymore. Um, and I only have to make my call times for the, uh, the week, you know, the performances. So back uh i appreciate you and everybody else uh, bearing with me on that uh as i do those things on the side yeah so. well i want to give a quick plug because yeah. we released a couple episodes of uh have to cast yeah. unscripted which yeah. are, are on unscripted yeah unscripted you're right it's been a while yeah, yeah. it's been a while you're correct uh, yeah, yeah. have to cast unscripted they are on spotify go check those out i personally think they were great episodes really fun. yeah i uh I actually got in a little bit of an argument with somebody about the order of the arrow thing. Really? Yeah. So somebody that is actually in the show that I'm in currently, um, we were talking about it and he was a boy scout back in the day and a member of the order of the arrow. And he said, how could you do that? And I was like, I didn't really like do anything. And he's like, how could you do that? I was like, dude, get over yourself. Wow. Get over yourself. Dude, these people you hold, you didn't these... really divulge too many details. Well, I discussed the whole, like, uh, initiation process if you will which apparently was a faux pas but my thing is who cares it's something from your childhood and you're really gonna get like the dude got like angry with me i don't like that guy but i'll tell you about that later anyway well if he's watching the potty just heard you say that uh, that's okay it's fine okay. he's not right. watching i just told him about it oh uh, okay i thought he was like an avid listener oh god no i don't know okay well listen i think it was a great episode i think the the two or three or whatever however many we released were great so Go check up on those if you haven't. And also, I just want to say, uh, I'm going to check out your show this weekend coming up. And yeah. we found out that, like, all of our friends are going on the same night. Yeah. So uh, it's literally just going to be like. <laughs> Everyone's just yeah. going to be freaking out for you. So, yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate that. And that show, uh, the show, you're coming Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. That show's almost sold out. Um it's all us yeah a lot of it is you guys uh the sunday show is sold out already nice um, so yeah it was it was a good run it was fun it's a lot i'm ready for it to be over i'm very tired uh it was very demanding more than i i guess anticipated uh vocally and otherwise so it's a musical it's a musical is a musical it's a little bit of a different musical it's a company for those people that don't know it's a sondheim musical it's uh one of the first quote-unquote concept musicals that ever existed so basically it's a it's a series of vignettes connected by a theme uh, and each vignette plays into the central theme of the show so hence the theme name concept musical All right well so. i'm interested to check it out I'm very excited for that and uh see all yeah. the hard work you put into it so yeah very cool but that's uh, where we where i've been yeah, but, uh, we have a good more... show. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say one more thing before we jump in. We do have a very packed show, so we got it. Mm -hmm. We got to get going. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to our voicemail box that you can leave a message oh, on shit. right now. Yeah, I should have checked that before we started today. We might have had something in there, but that's okay. 
it's all right. If you did leave something, we'll get to it next week. But the yeah. voicemail, uh, you can call the number 904-TRUE-CULT. That is mm-hmm. 904-T-R-U-C-U-L-T. And there's a phone equivalent of that that I don't know off the top of my head. Um, it's scrolling across the top of the screen for the okay. video listeners. And it is 904-878-2858. There you go. A lot of eights. So give that number a call. Leave us a voicemail. And we will get back to you and, and read your read your or listen to your voicemail on our show yeah I, react and react to it so you have right. any questions yeah. advice you know all that all right so we have a pack show today brett uh, we'll do our media consumption update as always i don't think we're gonna go too far back it's been a couple weeks but i do see some things on here too that i forgot that we you know have watched uh yeah. that we'll, we'll touch on briefly uh and then we have some we have upcoming video game releases uh, including redfall which will be our main topic of the day that'll be towards the end of the show but stick around for that talking about redfall what went wrong there uh we're talking about playstation a rumored showcase which basically is confirmed by jeff grubb a couple weeks ago um, but just speculating on that a little bit uh some titanfall news more stuff over at respawn morrowind fan remake uh, which looks pretty cool talking about the zelda leak which is massive uh and then star wars jedi survivor before we hop into our main topic of Redfall. Yes. So without further ado, Brett, let's hop into our uh, media consumption update. What are you playing? What are you watching? What are you doing? So I went and saw Bo is Afraid. Oh, you saw it? Yes. How is it? Did you go with Jess? No, just you and the boys? Boys. How was it? Let's hear it. Boys minus you. Um, right. Dude, I'm conflicted because... Really? It's, it's not... Aster. I gotta pull up the letterbox while while you're speaking. No, no, mine is a spoiler. I just want to see the score. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's my least favorite Aster film. Wow. But it was still really good. But it was very confusing. But it gave me anxiety, and I like that. So. <laughs> I'm laughing at uh, our friend Steven's review. He didn't he didn't rate it. But he said, I'll add a proper star rating later. All I know is I had a good time watching and also not a good time watching. Dude, it's very disturbing. Like some of the stuff that they sh- that they show and some of the things that happen. Um, I think that the movie, unfortunately, is on a, a slant like this. Yeah. Where it starts off really good. And then as it goes, it gets kind of worse. Uh, yeah. and I think the ending kind of fell flat and came out of nowhere for me. But uh yeah, it's my least favorite Aster film so far, unfortunately. Yeah. So you give it three and a half, though. That's not terrible. No, no, it's not terrible. It was like it was a, it was a, it was a film, not a movie, a film. Yeah, it was an A twenty four joint. You know, yeah, that's fair. And but... uh, it was directed. He directed the shit out of it, and Joaquin acted the shit out of it. Yeah. I just there's certain things I was just not yeah. sold on. Well, I'm excited to see it, and uh, I'll get around to it when uh, when I can get it at home. I will never be watching it again. That's what my review says, basically. That's fair. Um, it was good. I don't ever need to watch it again. Fair. Uh, I also went and saw John Wick, John Wick 4, which you were there for that. I was. That is cinema. Yeah. That is cinema. I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. As, as John Wick would do. Yeah. Uh, games. So I've been playing Jedi Fallen, not Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Oh, I, oh, I did the same thing. You did, I copied what you wrote. <laughs> Um, so I've been playing Jedi Survivor, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We are. I'm going to wait. And Vampire Survivors, I picked up all the DLC for that. I've been playing it. How is it? It's good. It's hard. The DLC is very, very hard. 
they cool. add these bosses that come in before the 30 minute mark mm-hmm. and they are tough mm. so pretty good though and then tv and anime things i've been watching so i have been watching the show succession which i know you have also yes been watching yes i'm caught up and I'm you're watching so you're watching live right so you get to tap into yeah. succession twitter which i've heard great things about very good <laughs> oh no <It's> very good <laughs> the new season you're saying or twitter both <laughs> i was saying twitter but yeah the yeah. new season is fantastic uh if you don't know what it is look it up succession it's on hbo hbo max i'm i'm a big fucking fan of this oh, show shit. you good do you see this oh your thing broke did it just pop off yeah keep going is it okay you can't hear me anyway uh Succession, great show. I'm a big fan. I love all the characters. They're all really bad. Wow. And I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil it for my friend over here. So, Wow. Uh, I also finished The Mandalorian. Yes, me too. It was good. It was good. My least favorite season so far. Um, Yeah, I think I agree. I think they're going down. I think the beginning of this last season, I was really out like the first couple episodes. I was like, I don't know about this. And I think towards the end, I was really in. Um, yeah, I think it definitely I has, an, has, has an opposite trajectory because they started doing things like that. I like, right. They started going back and exploring things that I like, like the beginning felt very monster of the week to me, which can work, but I just, nah. can I but tell I you like, something? Yeah. I feel the opposite. I liked the earlier episodes and I felt it was weaker as it went on. Well, that makes perfect sense because the later episodes have so much to do with the Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff that, that I sense. adore. That makes sense. Um, and stuff that you have no context for. Um, right. I kind of so. predicted as much. And I thought because when you were you would tell me, like, dude, this new episode slaps and I would watch it and be like, I don't know. I didn't love this one as much as uh, as the previous mm-hmm. episodes. But I kind of figured it was our different perceptions of star Wars and what we both want to get out of star Wars. Yeah. So that being said, it, the show has to go back to what the first season was where it's totally new characters, new locations and stop relying so heavily on this other stuff. But of course it's the, you know, the, the genie's out of the bottle. Now the genie's out of the bottle. Now it's, I mean, it is shifting to focusing on all the Mandalorians instead of just din, which is fine. That's cool, um, but I don't know. I yeah, they're going to sell those action figures, brother. They already have molds of uh, all those characters, so they're going to just keep putting them in the show to sell more figures, and you know how it goes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I still I still liked it. And then Yellow Jackets, I'm also watching. Mm. It's a uh, HBO or Showtime HBO. Uh, it might, might be Showtime. Showtime, but sure. The second season, how is it? It, is, it started strong, and it's getting better but for me i'm like i just feel like we're stuck i feel like i'm stuck in the mud with that show and Mm -hmm. i just want to get out of it and i just want to move on but i feel Mm -hmm. like they're dwelling too much in the same spot in the same storylines and i'm like let's move this on i know because the problem is if you don't know what the show is you know Mm -hmm. what happens to the girls because it cuts back and forth between the 90s and the present so you know what happens kind of and they're mm. just slowly filling you in on the in-between. And I'm like, mm. let's go. Let's get a move on here. Um, 
So I, I can't really say. I think they took a week off or something because I didn't see the new episode. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how I feel yet. I'll I'll report back. I love the first season, so I will yeah. I also love the first season, but I haven't started the second one. There's I'll just too off. much. There's too much, and that's that's my thing. Is I I, I got to know that the investment is worth my time. Yep, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um. So for me, unless you have anything else, that's it. That was it. Um, everything else that you said, Succession, Jedi Survivor, uh, we'll talk about Jedi Survivor in a little bit. TV, um, the only other things to add are Ted Lasso. I'm watching it every week on Apple TV. The show things. is great. And it is it is the perfect, if you want to feel good and also, you know, not feel good at the same time, but like go on the journey to feel good, this is that show. I don't know how else to describe it, but like it yeah, is it's so, funny too, right? It's very funny. But it's also, I find it incredibly inspiring, um, especially somebody that works with teams a lot, like in like a leadership position. Um, I find it very, very <laughs> inspiring. And I think um, Jason, uh, not Jason Stakus. What's, yeah, Jason Stakus. Is that his name? Um, he's incredible. And the entire cast is incredible. Joe's awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, and then the only other thing I'm still watching here and there is How I Met Your Mother. Um, I'm on season eight of nine seasons. Damn. I'm very far into it. Uh, season eight is the worst season. And <clears throat> I'm at the point now where I'm so close to the end, but I'm not enjoying watching it anymore, but I have to finish mm. it. And there's a spinoff, a new spinoff series, right? Yeah. How I Met Your Father. With Hillary Duff? Yes. Uh, which I want to check out because I like Hillary Duff. Yeah. For many reasons. She can um, duff. Uh, but yeah, it, the show, the problem with how I met your mother is the show doesn't, it walked the line of meddling too much and not really knowing where they wanted to go, but expecting just to have, you know, a million seasons to do whatever they want. And then getting notified that they were done after the next season. So they have to start streamlining things very quickly. And a lot of it, it doesn't really pay off, which is a shame because like, they did a good job over the course of six or seven seasons of really building stuff up and setting up like stuff. And then now towards the end, it's like, Oh my God, we got to wrap up all these storylines <laughs> and it's it. You can that just, you, you feel that like the dominoes are rolling here. So, well, it's considered a, a great TV show. A lot of people it is. are fans. It so. is. I, I shouldn't have watched it so much at once. Too much of a good thing is bad. Yeah. So, well, all right, that's it. There's something I forgot that I want to mention. It's yeah. not something I've been watching or playing. Yeah. I got a problem. I think I have a new addiction. And as you know, addictions are very bad. I know. Is this going back to the, the Snapchat you sent me the other day? Yeah. You I didn't get more, did you? Well, I wanted to show off what I got, and then I'll show you what I got. I was actually so. going to text you today and ask you where you got your box, because I, well, I could tell you. Dude, the nostalgia of me watching you open those, it was like I was there with you and I smelled, I smelled the cards, dude. Let me I give you some. I smelled them. Let I remember going into 7-Eleven. Come on. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Let me give some context here. Guys, I bought a uh, a new box of the trading card game Yu-Gi-Oh. When I was a child, I was a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan. And... I kind of got back into it when I was like 18, when I was in high school. Um, I had a group of friends that played, you know, 
However, I feel like lately all the sets they've been putting out are more targeted towards the competitive players that play these uh, archetypes that are just no, not interesting. The decks are too expensive. I just don't, I don't care about any of that. However, I'm a big sucker for the nostalgia of Yu-Gi-Oh. He's a sucker, folks. And they just re-released for the 25th anniversary of Yu-Gi-Oh. They released the Legendary Collection 25th anniversary, which if you don't know, the Legendary Collection was something that came out when I was like 18 years old, and it was one of each of the first five packs of Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm. So Legend of Blue Eyes, Metal uh, Metal Raiders, uh, Magic Ruler, Spell Ruler. Um, the first five all the way up to Invasion of Chaos and Dark Crisis. Yeah. So you get one of each pack, five packs, uh, and the pool rates are, they're not increased. It's not like you're going to get something, you know, miraculous every time. But I got a display case of them which means I got five boxes. So I had 20, 25 packs of cards, five of each set. And this was what I pulled. Um, I'm not going to show all of them, but the big one. So the first pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards that ever came out was called Legend of Blue Eyes, Legend of the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Folks, I pulled the Blue Eyes White Dragon, L-O-B, Legend of Blue Eyes. So... I have a problem now because I can't stop and I want more. And I, like you said, that nostalgia of opening them and getting cards like thousand dragon, mm. like when else are you going to pull a thousand dragon? So again, these cards don't hold much value. This blue eyes, white dragon is not the original print. It's a reprint from this mm -hmm. year. It's worth $50. I don't care about the value. It's just cool to have these, right? So I went out and got uh, some Ultra Pro uh, top loaders. And, of course, my favorite brand of uh, binder for trading cards is Monster. So I went out and got myself a new binder. And I'm going to reorganize my cards and probably buy more. So I'm in it. I'm in it to win it with my Karibo Dark Magician deck box. Uh, but here's the thing. I'm not going to buy every set. Like, when I was a teenager, I bought... The new stuff. I don't care about that. I'm going to, I think, invest in collecting and invest in collecting. I'm going to, I don't know, but I think I'm going to try to get sets and complete a set. So I think I'm going to try to get one of every card in this set, one of every card in that, but only the classic ones. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. I don't know how tangible that is, but uh, I need to set a boundary for myself. I can't just be like, I'm collecting everything. I need to say, like, I'm only collecting Legend of Blue Eyes cards, and then I'm going to move on to Metal Raiders. Like, I can't I can't be wide open. I, I see you turning into Dave Chappelle in front of my eyes. What does that mean? Y'all got any of those? <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I don't have a problem yet, but I might. So I, like I, got, them, I got them from uh, TCG Player, which mm -hmm. is, like, a really common store for yep. cards. But I specifically ordered them from a YouTuber that I trust. His name is Simply Unlucky. He's a YouTuber yeah. that's like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. He has a shop now, like an actual physical location. Oh, that's cool. And he sells cards. So I bought them to support his shop. Uh, so I'll send you the link. I will probably get another couple boxes. I don't know if I'm going to get another display case mm -hmm. uh, of them. What, what I mean by display cases is literally like when you go to Walmart and you see the box with five boxes in them, I bought one of those mm -hmm. big boxes. And how much was that? It was like 120 bucks. Yeah, it seems about right. So, but like I said, I got a $50 card. Right. 
bunch of cards like that. You can get good promos and stuff. Well, I'm not going to justify my Listen, my no no need to justify. No need to justify. I understand and I support it. Thank you. So if you want to rip a box with me, we'll, we'll get some boxes and we'll rip them together. I feel like that could be hype. I feel like pulling a Blue Eyes White Dragon on camera could be hype. So, yeah. I, don't know. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, we got a long show. Sorry I took up even more time. I let you roll the intro. Let's get started. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. If you didn't know, Hapticast was sponsored by W Energy. W was formulated to give you focus and jitter with no or <laughs> focus and energy. <laughs> focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Eurofactor. And this is about to end. Um, <laughs> so there's no calories, there's no sugar, there's no artificial colors. There's no fillers. There is none of the bad stuff. There's two songs playing. But all of the good stuff. So listen, your current energy drink may cost you anywhere between 2 to $3 per can. I'm here to tell you right now, Dubby costs $1 per drink. That's right, $1. So listen, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK, S-L-I-C-K, SLICK, to save on Dubby. That's right, use code SLICK to save 10% on your entire order, and it'll help us out, support the channel, and also go to hapticintel.com slash merch and buy some of our merch. I'm rocking a t-shirt. Josh has a hat. And we have the uh, bomber. I also have my my That's Awesome Dude shirt on, too. Wow, that was very chaotic. Um, so thank it. you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting. And thank you to Dubby and your code SLICK for supporting us. Josh, how do you want to do this? Um... Why don't you do the uh, upcoming video game releases, and I'll do I'll do Slick, you'll do Abysmal, and then I'll start the Redfall. You got it. So, upcoming video game releases today, Redfall came out. Yeah. On PC and Xbox Series X and S. It's on Game Pass. That's our main topic. Mm-hmm. Because we've heard some very, very bad things about Redfall. I actually tried it a little bit before we started today. Whoa, really? Yeah, I just wanted to get a flavor of it. We'll talk I'm about it. I'm glad you did, because I would like someone to have, someone yeah. out of the two of us to have that. We'll talk about it. Uh, this is an interesting addition here. Bare Butt Boxing is coming <laughs> out on PC on May 4th. It's an early access. It's a multiplayer brawler. So Yeah, it looked funny. Well, you added it, so it must be good. Uh, Ravenlock is coming out for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC on May 4th. This is a fairy tale adventure game. It has a unique art style with like little little chibi enemies and it looks nice. Okay. And then this game here, Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. 
PS4 and Xbox One on May 5th. So this is the last gen version of the game. I am releasing. so curious to see how that game even functions on eight-year-old hardware. Good question. Because uh, it, I still haven't finished that game. Yeah. I I am... I mean, I don't know. We could talk about this later. I still have that Hogwarts Legacy script. I worked on it a lot the other day. I don't know. I don't know where I'm I worked at. on it too. I, I I think we had a really nice thing going there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe now since it's coming out, I don't know if it'll be out for for that. But maybe because it's releasing for last gen, maybe now is the time to release that video. I don't know. I don't think there's a time limit. I don't think that's the kind of. It's not a review. Per se. No, it's not a review. It's a, more of a retrospective about the game itself. Right. I mean, you did Days Gone years after Days Gone came out. That's true. That's true. I, that video I did pretty well for us. It did, and I, I personally think the script is coming along very well. So, yeah, um, it's rough. It's hard. It's a tough topic. Yeah, Brigile. All right, cool. Slick stories. Let's start. So, Brett, uh, if you remember, Insider Jeff Grubb predicted that the much-awaited PlayStation Showcase will air in May of this year. So, yep. this is before Summer Games Fest. He expects that the presentation will be on Thursday, May 25th, as Damn. being the most likely date. The latest state of play focusing on Final Fantasy 16 was a success that happened a couple weeks ago. But the one in February, which was the Suicide Squad one, was a disappointment. And now is totally even pointless, the fact that that exists. Well, they basically, that whole presentation led to the delay yeah. of Suicide Squad. Yeah, it led to the suicide of Suicide Squad. That's right. So the PlayStation Showcase is expected to happen in May 2023, according to Jeff Grubb, which we already said. Grubb predicts that the Showcase will happen before Summer Games Fest again, which we already said. And just to, as a point of reference, Summer Games Fest starts on June 8th. So before that. Uh, and the May date for the PlayStation Showcase will provide some breathing room before other developer live streams planned around the same time. I think Xbox actually already announced one as well. Um, and I think there was, was either Nintendo or somebody else announced a... a Maybe it was 2K or a third party. I forget. Instead of because that's E3 time. So they were doing yeah. it in lieu of lieu of E3. So what I wanted to do real quick is just speculate on some things that we haven't seen or that have been announced or that we know are in development <clears> and <throat> what what we could now keep in reference. The last PlayStation showcase was two years ago, over two years ago, I think. I think it was like in March of 20. Was it March of 2021? It, it was years ago. Now, they've had uh, the state of plays interstitially here and there, but this is, we're talking about like the big, yeah, big, the big showcase, one. big showcase. E3 so, level. Right. So I'm going to rattle off a few things and I want to hear what your opinion is of them. Yeah. What we has been announced, but we haven't seen in a while is Wolverine from Insomniac. Yeah. Uh, what has been announced and is coming out this year that we haven't seen in a while is Spider Man 2. Yeah. And they assured uh, investors recently. Uh, Insomniac assured investors that they were planning for a 2023 release. Yeah. So. Um, Stellar Blade, which I believe is that uh, Chinese or Japanese game, correct? Bayonetta? Yeah, the 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 Bayonetta one, I think. Um, Silent Hill 2 from Bloober Team. That's potentially be there. Uh, the Last of Us multiplayer game, whatever that is, it's been in development forever now, which is a full-fledged game, which that game is going to be massive. Um would expect to see that death stranding too potentially i mean we know it's happening uh kojima's teased it himself the actors he's working with i mean it's yeah. it's happening how close it is i don't know ghost of tsushima 2 which rounded out 
PlayStation 4 came out at the end of PlayStation 4 generation is probably in development. Uh, there's also a movie in development. And then there's a couple of other ones that are maybe a little bit more uh, speculative. But what is Sony Santa Monica working on? Is, are they definitely doing another God of War? Do they have another team in there? I believe that. Are we, are we talking now or do you want to wait? Yeah. I think they're working on Corey Barlog's next game. Oh, right. Yeah. Which I think is a sci-fi game. If I remember correctly. So I think, yeah, I think Corey well, Barlog's making his own game. It, I think it was rumored to be a sci-fi game because before God of War 2018, they had um, a sci-fi game yeah. all the way into ve- to development. And then it got canned or yep. put on the back burner for God of War. Right. Um, so that could be possible. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think it seems like they have two teams working in there. Oh, yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, ben Studio, what are they working on? Uh, there is. I think. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to say a couple. Was it last year? Maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe a couple years ago at this point, there was everything with them turning to a support studio, not getting days gone to Greenland, all their leadership leaving, uh, and then just settling on a new IP potentially. So maybe we'll see something out of that. Yeah, I think it's time for them to to show what they've been working on. Uh, whether it's Days Gone 2 or if it's something completely new. I, I personally believe it's going to be something brand new. Oh, yeah. Or, I, Days Gone's not happening. Yeah, and if they do Days Gone, which I don't think they, they will, I almost feel like it has to be a remake or something. Like, it has to be a completely reimagining or a reboot, I guess, mm-hmm. of that game or that world. Like, maybe another game in that world. I don't know. Um, I just don't see them kind of going back to that well after everything no. that happened. So. No, with, yeah, unfortunately, no. Um, although, I mean, again, critical reception of that game wasn't great. We have an entire video about this, uh, so go check it out. Days Gone PlayStation, it's not so hidden gem. But it came out on PC and did really well. Yeah, and that's the that's the weird thing. So, you know, it's also, I, I, I don't know. It's like getting a movie or a show as well. Rumored. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's just so weird. It's such a weird situation. It, it didn't do well. No one thinks that a sequel is is even possible including yeah. the creators of the first game. And they've said yeah. that many times. Yeah. But if they're making a show in a, a movie or a movie out of it, like that's pretty big. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. But I agree. It has to be a reimagining because the people that even made it aren't there anymore. You know, right. John Garvin and um, Jeff, whatever that other guy's name is, the director. Maybe it's it's a sequel in the same universe with new characters. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know where the story. I never finished it. I never started yeah. it. So I would be. Well, <laughs> It sets up the potential for more, um, but I don't. I just don't think a sequel is likely. But we could be wrong. Um, and then the other thing that people have been speculating uh, is Bungie. Is are they going to Destiny three? Are they doing something brand new? Are they doing both? Yeah, they're such a large studio now. Um, it's possible that they do a Destiny three um, and a new IP at the same time. Yeah, I'm more inclined to believe they're doing two games right now. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the the studio is huge. They were acquired by Sony, uh, or was it an acquisition? Was it a full on acquisition? It it is. They are a PlayStation first party studio, but they remain independent. Okay, so there's that, and I think that Sony is more than anything looking for a new IP out of them. And I mm-hmm. I believe personally that new IP it might have been what they showed Sony to get them interested. Uh, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. So good, we'll see. But I, I definitely think that Destiny is not going anywhere. 
That is no. such a huge moneymaker for Bungie that it would be yeah. stupid to not make a third in- entry in that series and just mm-hmm. continue to make more money. Yeah. So what they should do would be smart is with the next installment of like a mainline game of it is do something like Hitman did and create like the world of world of destiny or something world where of the guardians in it. yeah where it's everything the problem there josh is that they're they're literally deleting content off of the game to <laughs> add new content yeah i was gonna so. say but yeah which i forgot to mention oh. the top of the show by the way i did play hitman a little bit on my steam deck that game is fucking awesome yeah, it's cool. um, um so anyway th- that's just my speculation um i think that this is happening and i'm really excited for this because play- playstation hasn't said anything in so long and they don't need to. I mean, if you look at the just the makeup of how well PlayStation 5 is doing and everything, but like I am chomping at the bit. Yeah, me too. And I'm a early adopter of the PSVR too. And I'm also kind of like, oh, yeah. where are the where's the games for that? They're here's not the even thing, talking though. about that. I know, but here's the yeah. thing. This is something that I don't know if you, I mean, you know you probably know this, but I feel like you haven't really talked about this part of it. Hmm. We were talking about like the sales of PSVR 2 and how it it underperformed and they're cutting games. Yeah. It has only been released on PlayStation Direct. It has not right. been in retail. Yeah, yet. brick and mortar's coming up soon, right? And and yeah. Amazon. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be big for them. Yeah. But like you said, they're not marketing it. They're not pushing it. As a matter yeah. of fact, a uh, Gran Turismo movie is coming out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you watch the trailer for it? I didn't, but I saw that at the end, they flashed the PS5 logo, but not the PSVR logo. And Gran Turismo is the apparently the best game on PSVR 2. Yeah. So why would you not advertise that? Well, it's like, look at the Last of Us TV show. The The only PlayStation logo on it is a fucking said based off of the video game and the tiniest right. fucking font at the right. very end of the fucking credits. Right. And it's like... What are you doing? Like you want free marketing, bro. You you don't want like the cross pollination there, right? Like I don't. There's just such a, I don't know. There's such a fucking infuriating company. Did um, you watch the trailer for Grand Theft? I did. Does it look good, dude? It does. No way, dude. Really? Yeah. Wow. It looks. It just looks like a fun action movie. Enough. And I don't know what else to say. Like Top Gun vibes, but with cars. I don't know if I would go that far, okay. um, but that's that could be a comparison. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, it's I don't know. Check it out. You'll see. Okay. I'll watch it. You, you'll see. But um, regardless, so I think this is definitely happening. Jeff Grubb is a reliable source. Um, yeah. So if if we're gonna hear anything, it'll probably be maybe a week or two before um this goes live for them to announce it. It could be the week of. Who knows. <laughs> But uh, excited for that. All right, let's move on. Yes. Um, this will be a little bit of a quicker one, but something I want to bring up nonetheless. Uh, nonetheless. Yeah, this is cool. So Titanfall's director is apparently working on, quote unquote, something new at Respawn. So Respawn Entertainment is developing a new IP led by Steve Fukuda, the game director of Titanfall and Titanfall 2, two of the very best first person shooter games ever made, especially Titanfall 2. 
I would argue is the best first person shooter ever made. Uh, Respawn boss Vincent Pella stated that the team's mission is to find the fun in something new. While Sampella would, quote, love to see, end quote, Titanfall 3 happen, there are no dedicated plans for it yet. Now, Respawn recently opened a third development studio to work on Apex Legends and the game's season 17 titled Arsenal, which will launch on May 9th. Apparently, this team is dedicated to creating a season every 90 days. That's that new studio. Respawn also has two more Star Wars games in the works, including an internally developed first-person shooter and a strategy game developed in, collect in collaboration with BitReactor. This, this is coming, by the way, from VGC. Um, so, potentially, Respawn then has one, two, three, four projects in the works. They're big. So, what do you think about the director of Titanfall working on something new? Yeah, I think it makes sense, dude. dude I don't think that... Uh... I don't think Titanfall 3 is going to happen very soon. I think we're more likely to see Titanfall stuff appear in Apex Legends more and more than we mm -hmm. will see a Titanfall 3 anytime soon. You have to remember, Titanfall 2 did not sell well at all. They threw that thing out in the middle of a couple of big releases. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. Um, but it was fucking hung out to dry. I think it was between Battlefield and COD that year they, they dropped it. Uh, you're literally just throwing your game out there to die. Nobody played titanfall 2 on release did not sell well see if you could find out just to confirm i'm pretty sure it's cod and battlefield you're you're you are correct literally right in the middle of it and you know what they're they said about it they said titanfall's 2 release date was unfortunately quote locked in a long time ago it doesn't really matter when it comes out a good game gets noticed well, well it, it has now it has now but at the time it did not yeah and um that is coming from, oh my God. Uh, I should have known. Who was it? Andrew Wilson, dude. You remember him? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. It happened. The game did not sell very well, no. uh, obviously. But it has become a critical darling. I mean, the story yeah. is fantastic. It has some gameplay mechanics that are unmatched. Uh, highly recommend Titanfall 2. It is you've been singing its praises even longer than I am because you urged me for years to play it. And I started it several times. And then the last time I did it was I, it might've been as recently as when I had the series X, I think is when I played it wow. series X's launch. It is the best first person shooter campaign I've ever played in my entire life. It is fucking awesome. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah, now you have the same studio working on Jedi, which yeah, which actually we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, but we'll talk yeah, about I that. Mean, but yeah, great they're studio. very talent, I, talented. I definitely think they're working on a new IP or something. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's Titanfall. Um, I do believe that they have four, and they're they're a big studio, and yeah. Apex is their money maker, and sure. they're going to keep that train rolling. That being said, there is a future where Titanfall three happens, and when yeah, it gets sure. announced. That'll yeah. be a that'll be a euphoric day. I have no doubt that that game will eventually come. I just don't know when or how. Yeah, or how hard, or how hard. All right, real quick. This is something cool that I just wanted to share briefly. Um, so, Morrowind fan remake Skywind is uh, being developed. 
So Skywind is a fan remake of the Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, and it has released 20 minutes of gameplay footage showing the work in progress. This is up behind us right now uh, for those watching the video. The remake uses Skyrim's engine to rebuild Morrowind with improved visual quality while keeping the iconic features of the original game. Skywind requires legitimate copies of Skyrim Special Edition and Morrowind Game of the Year Edition, including expansions Blood Moon and Tribunal to be played. These are all very cheap on Steam if you don't have them. Uh, yep. What's also interesting is the use of full voice acting, which is something that the original game did not feature. So, first of all, that last point is insane. I mean, you think about how many interactions there are in a game like Morrowind. Crazy. Have you ever played Morrowind? This game fucking slaps. This is one of the best games on 360. It's on the it's on the original Xbox too, isn't it? Or is it, it the is. Other... Uh, no, no, no. That's Oblivion. That's Oblivion. Okay. Um, or no, no, no. You, you might be right. I think Morrowind was before Oblivion. Okay, so the game I'm thinking of that I thought was Morrowind, it was Morrowind, or I thought was Oblivion, whatever. Yeah. So this is the one that Zip came out on the original back. Xbox, not the 360. I, I believe so. But regardless, I just replayed it on my Steam Deck, and okay. this game is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about this all the old Elder Scrolls awesome. games. And I played it back in the day on the 360 um, on my old account before it got stolen. Um <laughs> Uh, this game is awesome. This is a really cool, and this is a lot of work because you think about how big Bethesda games are, even back in the day. I mean, yeah. this is this is crazy. So um, I can't see behind me, obviously, mm -hmm. and uh, I haven't watched the video. So is this literally like Elder Scrolls Three, but in Skyrim's engine? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. it's literally. I mean, it is a translation of it. So there's a lot of reworking done, obviously, um, given that it's a completely different engine. Um, but the apparently the the spirit of it it, it remains according to the article. Um, so that's really cool. It is cool. So shout out. That's like the Hitman thing where they're like taking old stuff and putting it in the new thing mm -hmm. in the new engine. You know what I mean? That's that's cool. I wish we saw more of that. Like it'd be cool yeah. if someone made Fallout Three in the New Vegas engine or Fallout Three and, and New Vegas in the Fallout Four engine. Like that'd mm -hmm. be pretty cool. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. All right, let's hop into the Abysmal Chronicles. These are stories that are just a little bit too abysmal uh, to be in in the uh, slick stories. They're they're pretty bad, uh, especially this first one. This first one is it could be good or bad depending on who you are. For me, it's bad. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has leaked. This is the upcoming Nintendo Switch game, the new Legend of Zelda game. The game is leaked, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not a good thing. And I'll tell you why. I don't want to get spoiled, and I I don't want to know anything about this game. I have barely watched any trailers. So I'm trying to stay under a rock here. But here's the story for you. This is coming from VGC. So the highly anticipated Nintendo Switch game, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, has been leaked online via ROM sites and emulators. The leaked media includes videos and images of the game, some of which claim to share the game running on a PC emulator. This is not the first time a first-party Nintendo Switch game has been leaked before its release. We all saw it when Pokemon Legends Arceus and Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl leaked in a similar manner. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that Haptic Intel can confirm these leaks are credible. The game is in the wild, and some people are playing it already, so beware of spoilers. Yeah. I won't, I won't divulge our source because I don't want Nintendo to come knocking. Um, but, but it runs on Steam Deck as well. Uh, it does run on Steam Deck. So... Um, be wary of spoilers if you're looking forward to this game, like I am. Uh, be very wary of spoilers. 
Well, the good thing is I heard it runs like Dookie Butter on a Steam Deck, but not too Dookie Butter. Mm -hmm. So that makes me think it'll run good on my Switch. Yeah, it should. I was and nervous I mean, about that. And people are... It's running like Dookie Butter because there's no day one patch, and you would assume that with the day one patch, it would be running not like Dookie Butter. Right. So. Okay, so be careful. Be careful out there, and don't get spoiled. That's right. The next one. We're talking about games just running like Dookie Butter. Yeah. Star Wars Jedi Survivor has gotten mostly negative reviews on Steam because of its performance on PC and yeah. other consoles, I should I should add as well. Yeah. Uh, this is coming from Tom Henderson over at Insider Gaming, friend of the show, Tom Henderson. Uh, so Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been bombarded with negative reviews on Steam and has already reached the mostly negative rating. The main reason behind the poor ratings are due to the game's poor optimization and bugs. So as the time of this writing, 1,400 people have left a review on Steam. One review wow. said, the game is extremely fun, but performs terribly. I'm using a 3090 FE and a 5700X and getting consistent 30 frames per second in some areas. Other areas are giving me mostly consistent 45. This is at 1440p. Lowering the settings and using FSR doesn't make a tiny bit of difference, and it goes mm. up to 19 gigabytes of VRAM. It's a rad game, but definitely wait unless you have 24 gigabytes of VRAM and don't mind playing games at 30 FPS. Another person said, I'm running an RTX 4080, a Ryzen 5950X, and 32 gigabytes of RAM, and I'm averaging 45 frames per second. Fantastic. Wow. So the thing to note here is, though, Josh, the PC isn't the only platform apparently having issues either, with countless people on Twitter speaking out on the poor optimization. Content creator at Legacy Killer HD spoke of the problems he was facing on Twitter, stating that he's experiencing, quote, constant FPS drops, scenes are glitching out and repeating, textures are not loading properly. And I'm here to tell you, I'm experiencing similar things on my end on the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. So let's use well. this. Let's use this as an opportunity to talk about Jedi Survivor, what we think about it. No spoilers. What we think of the story so far, how long we've been playing, and the performance that we're getting out of it. Because I think we're both playing on PS5. Correct. Um, so let's let's just start with, I guess, the bad first, since that's yeah. what we were just talking about. Um, first of all, the performance mode is basically unusable. <laughs> on the ps5 version the frame rate is all over the place hitching stutters screen tearing stuttering and i have a tv that supports uh, a high refresh rate and vrr um and even with that it's vrr is not gonna help when there's fluctuations in the frame rate of 20 30 40 frames seriously and i gotta <laughs> tell you the game does not look good in performance mode either like it, no, it does not dude. look good it does not. Dude, the internal resolution is so low, and the upsampling is broken. The faces it, look bad. The yeah, hair looks it's, bad. It's bad. So Lighting the, looks bad sometimes. The better news is that if you can stomach 30 FPS, the resolution mode, or yeah, the, the resolution mode is the way to play right now. Um, and it's what I had to bite the bullet and play it in most of the time, which makes me sick to my stomach because can 30 FPS is terrible. Yeah. I didn't know that, so I'm still playing on performance mode. I'm 11 hours in. I'm, I've only played in performance. Oh my god, dude! No way. It was the problem is performance mode was literally making me physically ill, like I was getting motion sickness. Well, the fluctuation of the frame rate is too much. Um, it's bad. So even with like motion blur on, it's just, it's just it. 
it made me sick. But what so, do you think? What do you think of the game itself, though, the story and the gameplay so far? Yeah. Well, I actually have an update because I I played I played it the performance mode with the new update briefly. Oh, how was it? I just ran into the one the one planet. I forget the name of it. One of the first ones where like the cantina is where I had the most yes. issues. It is marginally better in performance mode in the open world, but it it it's not. It's it didn't help much. Open world better when you're in water, like in that one main area better, mm-hmm. but it's still all over the place. Still all over the place. That's a damn shame. But that being said, people might be thinking, well, then why are you even playing it right now? Why not just wait? And I'm here to tell you I'm playing it right now because the story is fucking slick and it's fun to play. Yeah. And those two things are outweighing even my performance snobbery. And I can't tell you the last time I accepted playing a game at 30 FPS. I think the last time I accepted playing a game at 30 FPS was Red Dead Redemption 2. So that's how far you have to go back. Yeah, that's a while ago. <laughs> um, and I'm biting the bullet and just saying, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to mainline the story and I'm going to play it because it's good and it's fun. It is. It's very good. I'm having a great time. I'm like, like I said, 11 hours, 12 hours. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I'm a little bit further than you now, according to last night. But I'm telling you, man, the traversal and you're about to get some it. It's a respawn game. And it's fun to play. The traversal is way better than the first game, like the climbing. Yeah, it is so unbelievably better. That was my biggest complaint with Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. I would jump and just not grab things, and mm-hmm. it was bad. This, yeah. good. Yeah, and having just gone from just replaying Fallen Order literally up to the day before um, Survivor came out, yeah. um, I have the same issue. But uh, what I'm also about to tell you is you're about to get to a point where you get several new traversal abilities. Dude, it takes the traversal from good to impeccable. Wow. Dude, it's... I like that. There's a sequence in this game that is honestly one of the most mind-blowing experiences I've ever had in video games. It is like, wow, I don't even know what else to say. It was like being on a roller coaster and just being like, (laughs) am I close to that? (laughs) It's literally right after where you are. Ah, All right, let's finish this podcast. (laughs) Dude, it's just such a fucking, that's what I text you. I'm like, you're about to see why Respawn is so slick because like they just have a way of. They're just an awesome studio, man. So even with, listen, the performance issues are unacceptable. Um, this game definitely needed a couple more months in the oven to iron that stuff out, and they should have taken it. But even among all of that, that I'm here to tell you the game is awesome. If you can get past that, and yeah. those will those things will get patched, and they already starting are starting to. But. And that's the thing, dude. Like a lot of the reviews when this game came out were positive because yeah. the game, although it was buggy, slapped so fucking hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's sitting at what, like an 85 or an 86 on open critic. So that's, that's why is because the game is good despite its flaws and the game will be great when those are fixed. Um, anything else to add about that? No, that's it. I mean, you, you already kind of said like the new patch is out and you tried it. I'm yeah. going to try it. I'll report back next week. I'll let everyone know. It's March. It at least allowed me to stay on performance mode for now, but I, I, I it was like a, 15 minute session just to see so i could talk about it today okay um so we'll 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 see 
how much better it is, but I was able to not get sick after playing it for 15 minutes. Right. Um, and it's marginal improvements. I would say it's locked to 60 more often, but there's still areas where it chugs and dips. So. Okay. Love that. All right. Well, shall we uh, shift into talking about our main topic, Brent? Let's do it. Let's talk about another game that doesn't perform very well, apparently, and that is Redfall. All right. So listen, this is our main topic. I did play it a little bit, and I'll talk about that. But I have to give... I wrote an essay here, basically, wow. of very detailed information about this game. So I want to oh. read it. and then I didn't we'll realize this was you. I thought this was a source. Oh, no. This was... I this love was this. Me. Okay. Um, I mean, there's multiple sources in here as far as reviews go. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so I want to read this you. first. But first of all, Redfall came out, came out today at the time of recording this, so May 2nd. Um, it has pretty negative reviews from a host of different things. This is an Xbox first party game, an important Xbox first party game, yeah. at least on Game Pass. Okay, so that's the embargo the was lifted last night at 8 yeah. p.m. Yeah, so pretty much the day of release, um, which is usually a bad sign historically, and this is no different. So let me go through this. If you want to hop in, feel free to stop me at any yeah, point, yeah. but I'm going to go through some stuff here. So what happened with Redfall? Redfall released today and is an Xbox first-party game published by Bethesda and developed by Arcane. According to the game's website, Redfall is an open-world co-op FPS game developed by Arcane Austin. It is a story-driven action shooter set in the town of Redfall, Massachusetts, which is being designed by being besieged, sorry, by a legion of vampires. The game offers both single-player and multiplayer options, allowing players to venture alone or squat up for up to four-player co-op. The open world of Redfall is handcrafted by the master level designers behind Prey and Dishonored. This game sounds awesome. It does. And that's why I noted this is according to the game's website. Okay. So. While aggregate reviews aren't the be-all end-all, they are a good barometer to measure games. Currently, Redfall is sitting at a 65 on Open Critic and a 64 on Metacritic. So middling at best, but really less than middling. 70 is middling. Given these less than middling scores and the generally negative or mixed reception, Xbox, Bethesda, and Arcane can't be too pleased. Arcane is typically a critical darling of a studio with their last major releases being praised, including Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Prey, and Deathloop, scoring 91, 87, 81, 88, respectively. So this is a major misstep for the studio in comparison. Arcane Austin being one of the two arms of the developer, with the other being located in Lyon. Austin last developed Prey, which was previously the developer's lowest-rated game, but was still popular, adored by fans, and a fun, well-written, and engaging experience, in our opinion. My opinion, from what I played. Yeah, I liked what I played. So, prior to launch, Redfall was marred with a round of bad press regarding the 30 FPS cap, but that seems to be the least important points of the criticism surrounding the game at launch, with the following through lines being prominent in review roundups. Point one, Redfall fails to live up to genre expectations and lacks the creative systemic gameplay of arcane's single player games no creativity single approach methods bland gunplay non-unique abilities and overlapping skills between different characters point two no story other than slideshows and notes found in the game point three redfall's always online gameplay is lackluster and includes host only progression that is fucking awful point four broken non-functioning and bad ai point five or performance, especially on PC. So, there's more that I want to touch on with that, but just in general, 
what is your reaction to that? And then I want to tell you my opinion from playing maybe about 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, like I said, this game sounds like the, a game that would be up my alley, especially to play with you and our friends yeah. in a nice group of four. Like, I can literally see us playing this game. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why Arcane, specifically the studio that made Prey, why they are making this multiplayer, always online game. It just doesn't make sense to me, especially mm-hmm. like a new IP, like not even like taking one of the IP they already have. It's just so bizarre. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple of points I want to make about um, how they're probably feeling and how Microsoft feels about this failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will wait until the end to touch okay. on that. But this sounds, so, in theory, like a game that would be awesome. And it's, it's a shame that it's not. Yeah. So going off of those couple points that were just general through lines from reviews and me playing it for a little less than an hour, I think. Um, <laughs> I really don't have anything nice to say. Um, other than I think, I mean, the game looks to be a lock 30, at least on series X. Um, I didn't really notice any frame rate issues there, but you know, it's 30 FPS, which doesn't feel great, especially for a shooter. Um, the interiors look pretty good. You know, I think they're, they're designed fairly well. Um, I like the colors. And that's about it. I mean, if you're saying, like, I like the colors. The gunplay feels bad. Um, the AI is not only bad AI, it is broken. There are several encounters I had where they're just standing still. Or, you know, the, the stealth, you know, trying to be stealthy. Yeah. And then accidentally dropping in in the middle of a room of enemies and none of them react to you. This is like things that Arcane has nailed in the past. Like one of Dishonored's biggest things is like being able to approach things in a million different ways and using stealth and being creative. Right. There's no creativity in this. There's no creativity. Um, and it is set up like a really generic hub based multiplayer game. Yeah. Uh, it's like if the division had vampires, but was bad. And it's a first person. It's first person. That's really all I have to say. Okay. About it. Now, what I want to continue on um, is maybe the bigger ramifications for this. Yeah. And this is I, not good. I, I I hate to be so negative, but like we don't. I don't know. We don't make the news. I mean, it's just it is what it is, and I think this is an important point, um, especially as Xbox consumers ourselves. Yeah, I think the reason I want to put this in perspective here. Yeah, we're not just freaking out because this game got a sixty-four. Like sixty-four is bad, but it's not mm-hmm. like a forty, right? Right. This is bad for many reasons, but the most important being Xbox ain't got games. <laughs> yes, they needed to. Every game they release needs to be a hit right now. Yeah. Because they ain't got any. Right. And unfortunately, a 64, especially after Minecraft just came out and got a 70-something, like, this is not good. This is very bad for Microsoft. And I think we're not stressing that right now enough, is that's why we feel the way we do. Mm-hmm. Because we are consumers of Xbox and Microsoft, and we have Game Pass subscriptions, and we want them to succeed. We want Redfall <laughs> to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, even though I counterpicked it in our video game draft. Uh, we wanted Redfall to do well. I wanted to play it with my friends. But I can't because it's bad. 
and I don't want to waste my time. Right. So we're mad that this happened. We're upset that this happened. Right. Because Xbox can't afford to fail right now. No. So the poor reviews could have a negative impact on Xbox discourse. It already has, which has already been critical of Microsoft's first-party studios. That's just a fact. Redfall's failure is being seen as a black mark for Arcane and a potential warning sign for Microsoft's larger first-party plans. There are concerns that are now resurfacing about Starfield, which was delayed a year from its projected 2022 release date, and it could face similar issues. And while we all want to trust in Todd the God Howard, do not forget issues with Fallout 4 at launch and general reception, as well as Fallout 76. So, I think this game was supposed to be like a Fallout 76. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll just get into it. So, because yeah. I want to make these points, but I don't want to overstep this this point here. So, I saw today on Reddit that <clears throat> there was this Twitter this Twitter thread from this guy. He claims he's a retail worker. So, the full story is this. A French retail worker working in Lyon, France, which is where Arcane's main studio is, uh, claims right. that he's had conversations with some of those Arcane employees. Uh, according to him, Microsoft, or according to him, according to them, they're, mm-hmm. he's quoting these people, Microsoft never believed in Redfall and wanted to end the development quickly. Uh, Arcane Leone are currently working on a much more ambitious game, and they're kind of putting this out because it was already in the hopper. You mm-hmm. know, already being made when the acquisition happened between Xbox and Bethesda. So they just kind of pushed it out. Now, here's the thing. Uh, this would make sense. As Redfall had very live service beginnings mm-hmm. when it first was in development, leaked screenshots have appeared online from early development, which featured microtransactions and a battle pass, which are, good point here, no longer in the game. Right. So it's very possible that Microsoft acquired Bethesda, with it came Arcane, and with that, Redfall came. Mm-hmm. And Xbox said, we can't release this game that's, you know, have, has all these MTX bullshit in it. So they stripped all of that, kind of like what Suicide Squad is apparently doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they stripped all that out and still released the game. And they knew, and they knew that this was going to happen, so they just kind of pushed it out. It's good Game Pass fodder. It's, a, it, you know, it's out there. It, it's on Game Pass. It va- makes the value of Game Pass higher, I guess. I don't really know. Um so, so that's that's the point I wanted to make. The yeah. Reddit user, uh, or I'm sorry, a, a Reddit user claims that the Twitter user, the French retailer that that put this information out there, um, is a real retailer. Like he's a real Twitter user. He's like a Wario sixty four mm-hmm. character. Um, he's not looking for fame or anything like that. And he does have a like hatred towards Xbox. Like he mm. he has like this playful hatred. So it's interesting that he's like putting this story out, which kind of like makes Xbox look good mm-hmm. like they knew it was bad you know what i mean like yeah he's not he's not putting blame on these this company that well, he doesn't like it's it's interesting because i i think the general consensus was that maybe xbox pushed arcane away from doing a strictly single player thing it was like you need to make some multiplayer thing so it's interesting to hear the inverse of that um but i mean regardless something with microtransactions and battle pass and something like that it's not going to work on game pass where the game is already you know free to access with the membership. Right. Um, but every it, Xbox game is going to be like that. So, right. So it's none, just, none of their games going to have that. It just doesn't work. And maybe they should have canned it when they acquired, uh, because 
I don't know, man. And when you, if you ever go into this game, the first thing that struck me is how barren the menus are. I was like, it, this looks like somebody made a mod for something <laughs> like a call of duty map. Like the ones Dude, we play. like yeah. seriously, I'm not kidding. I was like, first That's of all, funny. the font doesn't even match, which we won't have to get in that. But like I opened, I was like, Oh, this is like somebody made a little fan made mod or something. And it's so bizarre. It looks like an arcane game, but it's not. It's just not. We just can't do this. Why are we doing this? It's 2023. Xbox just tried to acquire Activision. They got Bethesda. They have Blizzard. Or they well, maybe they don't have Blizzard, but um no, yeah, I don't that. Uh to me, I'm just like, what are you doing? It's not acceptable. And it's not good. And now you the the real issue is, Brett, and we can leave it here unless you have really anything else you want to say. You have to look forward to Starfield. If Starfield is anything less than the most excellent title that Xbox has ever released, it will be a failure. That is the pressure you put on that game now. Because if that comes out, and it gets 70s. People are going to ask, what's the point? I am very much looking forward to the next Xbox showcase, mm -hmm. wherever that may be, because I think they have something to prove. And yeah. I think it's time that they start showing the games. Yeah. And we know that they bought a bunch of studios. Well, let's see. Mm -hmm. Let's get some updates on what they've been working on. Where's Hellblade? You know, dude, don't even get me started. But yeah, I mean, listen, you look at look at the PS3 era play, Sony PlayStation. They end up producing their best work when their back was against the wall. So now it's time for Xbox to do the same thing. Or unfortunately, you might be going the way of the Dodo. Especially if you're not getting that Activision deal. It's done. It's finished. Yeah, it's seemingly. It's out. So that's it. Redfall came out. Play it if you want to. It's on Game Pass. All right. Oh, Man, that actually made me kind of sad. I'm kind of sad right now. Yeah, don't be sad. It has nothing to do with us. We're consumers, you know. If I know, but you know, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep eating up a uh, Jim Ryan slop over on PlayStation. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I'm a PlayStation fan. Like, I like PlayStation more, but like, I'm just rooting for this underdog that's not really an underdog yeah. right now. Dude, I mean, look at fucking Hi-Fi Rush. That game slapped. That's still my bet. Like my game. That is still my game of the year, even over Resident Evil. That's one of the best Absolutely. Xbox exclusive games they've ever put out. It is. That game slaps. Um, but, you know. And it's different. It is different. Totally different, which is awesome. But I don't know. You look at the comparison to how many hits, how many big blockbuster hits PlayStation has. And Nintendo, for that matter. I, don't know, I mean, bro. yeah, if Nintendo's doing better than you in like every way right now, you're fucking up, dude. Yeah. Nintendo always Nintendo. has their fan base, but yeah, but we thought they were going to die before the Switch came out when it was the PU. Oh, yeah. We Nintendo. Were like, well, speaking of, uh, that's the same point then, too. When Nintendo had their back against the wall, they produced their best work. Yeah. I guess you're right. Listen, I, I still believe in Xbox, but. You got to do it. Please take me back to the 360 glory days. Please. I'm begging you. I want to go back. 
They just need to do different things. They need to be different than PlayStation. Don't do these like cinematic, you know, Last of Us, Uncharted. Don't try to do that because they already do that. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush is a good example of like they're trying something new. Mm-hmm. Hi-Fi Rush was almost like not a triple A game in that mm-hmm. it felt like it was like an indie arcade title. Mm-hmm. But like if you pres- if you're Xbox and you like position that as like a triple A game, like yeah. it's a triple A game. But it was it was an arcadey, you know, game, you know, like downloadable, like it reminds me of like an Xbox Live arcade game, but with a right triple A polish. Right. And budget. Yeah. And vision and execution. Right. And no maybe most importantly, no expectations. Like they they need to like do stuff like that. They need to put out more hi-fi rushes. Not that specific game, but like something unique, something right. different. Put out like a portal. You yeah. know how Portal kind of came out and like shook the world? Yeah. The game industry didn't have any game like Portal like that. Yeah. Make a portal, okay? The the best games produced from their first parties have been the small side projects being yeah. Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment. Ori. Ori. Ori's well, a smaller game. That's that's not technically that doesn't really have anything to do with Xbox. They just published it. But but, but I understand your point, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like a Mirror's Edge. You know, Dude, I mean, that game was so different. An actual Mirror's Edge, not Catalyst. Right. Come out with a game that just like yeah. shatters what everyone thinks is a triple A game like that, yeah. you know? That's like what I did. want from Xbox. Like they did in the 360 era. Right. That's how we got gears. I don't want a quantum. Listen, I love Quantum Break. Mm-hmm. I don't need them to put out a Xbox exclusive like Quantum Break style game. Mm-hmm. I want something different. Make different games. Yeah, because I can play those kind of games over there, and they're already way better at it. So yeah. So do your own thing. Find All your right. own lane. Get Phil on the line. Where's he at? All right. Listen, that's it. We're done. I gotta go. I'm hungry. We're, yeah, we're done. I'm hungry. All right. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching this episode of Half the Cast. Good to be back. Thank you for joining me, Josh. Uh, thank you for joining me, viewers watching at home. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week for another episode. Goodbye.